0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode 20. We are in a conversation series called Leaders in the Living Room. This series is all about helping followers of Jesus glean wisdom from Christian leaders from around the country on how to lead in their homes and workplaces during this season like the one we're in with the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, Lead Pastor Aaron Brockett joins the episode to share wisdom and insight from his living room perspective. Well, here we go. This is the Uncommon
1: Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton.
0: Well, hey guys, so glad you're tuning in today. I am really excited for today's episode. We're in a series called Leaders in the Living Room, and we are interviewing uh, Christian leaders across the country to help us understand how to lead our living rooms, our workspaces, and our homes during this season. Today, I am joined by someone who I consider just a um, just a really encourager and a uh, a uh, somebody that I follow and just have a great admiration for. He is the lead pastor at Trader's Point Christian Church in uh, the great state of Indiana. Welcome today, Pastor Aaron Brockett. Aaron, say hi to the podcast for us.
1: Hey, Michael. Hey, podcast. Uh, great to be on. It's uh, it's an honor. I've listened to this and uh, you're doing a great job with it. Hey, I appreciate that. Uh, I had the honor and
0: privilege of serving under Aaron's leadership at Traders Point as a student outreach minister at our Northwest campus uh, for a season. And it was uh, probably one of the, uh, my wife and I's favorite seasons. Um, and just to sit under uh, your leadership, your teaching, uh, just the way you live, to to watch you, um, just be a man of God, a husband and a father, and just a pastor uh, was probably one of the uh, truly a great um, uh, season for us. And so I've always just kind of kept tabs and 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 continue to to look to your leadership even from California.
1: I appreciate that, man. That's very nice of you to say. You did a great job for us, and it was awesome to get to know you a little bit better. And and I uh, just uh, continue to appreciate your friendship, and 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 really am proud of what you're accomplishing out on the west coast, man. It's amazing. You moved out of wintry Indy to sunny California. Oh Good man, for you. Trust me,
0: I love Indiana. I love Indiana, especially Indianapolis and Brownsburg, where we lived at. But man, I don't miss the winners. My bones couldn't take it anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for sure, I
0: hear it. Uh, okay, well, Aaron, let's, let's jump off there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you do it?
1: Yeah, um, so um, my name is Aaron Brockett. I've been the lead pastor at Traders Point Church in Indianapolis for 13 years. Um, we're a multi-site church around Indy. Uh, we love this city, uh, love the people in it. Um, my wife, Lindsay, and I've been married for 21 years. We have four kids, a boy and three girls. They are 18, 16, 13, and eight. So, um, yeah, really busy years, you know, the, the young, the young child years are really, really busy, but the teen years are a whole different ball game. And, uh, so now we got a son applying to colleges and, uh, it's a crazy time. Oh man, that's right. Connor is applying to colleges. I remember when he's a
0: freshman, at covenant playing soccer and basketball. And I was, you know, coaching at covenant high school and seeing you in the stands, watching your boy. And I'm just, you know, gosh, like
1: he's a, he's going to college. Yeah. It's his final soccer season. They start their tournament tonight, actually. So, well, good luck to him. Does that not make you feel really old? (laughs) It doesn't so much make me feel old. I mean, it is kind of weird. Like you having an 18 year old. And when I tell people I have an 18 year old, they kind of do a double take, but, um, yeah. uh, but it, it's almost like a little bit sad. Like you're like, wow, well, like where did that time go? And have I prepared him adequately for life? I don't know. So that's a great a good question.
0: Yeah. 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 Your kid, all your kids, your girls, uh, Connor, they were all great. I, I had, a, I had the privilege of of serving Connor as a, as a student pastor there. So, uh, and uh, your oldest daughter right before we uh, transition to California as well, too. So yeah, yeah, great fair. kids, great family. You said something that I want to go into a question. You talked about you, the question of, you know, did we prepare him well? You know, mm-hmm. we're in this series called Le- Leaders in the Living Room, and we're trying to glean wisdom from leaders like yourself on, on how we can be leading in our homes and in our workplaces. So I'm referring to those as living rooms. And especially mm-hmm. during this season, Aaron, Why don't you tell us how, how has it been leading your family and then how has it been leading, you know, your church and organization during, during this season?
1: Yeah, it's a great question and worth some, worth talking about, um, because we're seeing a lot of families, um, uh, fall apart during this season. A lot of marriages are on the rocks during this season. So it's exposed to a lot of things. I would say that at home, um, it's been humbling. That would maybe be the word that I would use um, because I think out of everybody in my family, I've handled the pandemic um, the worst. (laughs) So um, so I think that, you know, like my wife has been uh, super steady. She's been really great. She has not uh, been fearful. She's not been panicked. She's been really level-headed. And I would say that she's uh, pastored me um, through this more than I've uh, pastored her. And then even, I think even the same for my kids, you know, my kids have actually been relatively unaffected by it. I mean, obviously they, uh, there has been some things that they've missed and maybe missed out on, but it hasn't affected them emotionally. Like it's affected me. I mean, I think I yeah. would say uh, I've, I've actually handled it probably the worst, you know, it's exposed some things within me at home that I expose some things within my personality that, um, have been humbling, like some stuff that I needed to work on. Yeah. And, um, You know, I'm a I'm a three on the enneagram, which is an achiever. And my wife actually told me that you know she's listened to a couple of podcasts and read a couple of articles about how threes and eights, in particular on the enneagram, the aggressive numbers, the the ones that are really future oriented, have had the most difficult time navigating the pandemic because the dashboard at which I looked at everything to gauge progress and success, blacked out. And so I just had no I way of knowing are we gaining altitude, are we losing? It just felt like everything was flipped upside down. So it really affected me at home. And so it was actually in, and I think my family would probably be a little more gracious with me than what I'm being with myself. But I would say that it's been an opportunity for us to be at home together and to actually have the strength of the rest of my family keep me upheld so that I could provide the leadership that I needed to at church and and even even now like i'll get messages from people now that we're actually physically regathering i'll have people come up to me and say thank you so much for your leadership it's been a steadying hand a steadying voice during these times and i feel kind of guilty like i don't know if you <laughs> you're giving me a little bit too much credit because uh, i don't know that i've been that steady but i think that my family's given me the strength to actually have uh, even though I've been very uncertain at times to at least be non-anxious in front of the screen or up front to guide our church through this. Yeah, man, that's
0: good. I appreciate your your vulnerability there. I think um, I think a lot of pastors that if they were listening to this right now would probably have silently clapped or raised their hand or you would have got a mm or amen, because I think all of us, whether you were, you know, a three or not, and you're talking mm-hmm. to a fellow three. So mm-hmm. welcome to the club. Uh, we all, you know, we struggled with it. I, I And I could, I could actually, you know, I can understand and empathize with you because in the same sense, man, I love how you talked about the dashboard, the dashboard, regardless, not just metrics, but the dashboard of life literally just changed in a moment's notice. Right. And so everything that you and I were measuring, okay, am I doing well here as a leader? Am I doing well here as an as a orator or as a pastor or preacher? Am I doing well here as a husband and a father? It just literally changed very quickly mm-hmm. and we had no time to adjust. And so we're adjusting, we're building this new plane in the air and mm-hmm. we're try, I'm, you know, we're trying to lead our family well, we're trying to love our spouse well, our kids well, all the while I'm trying to lead, you know, for you as the leader of the organization and me as one of the leaders of an organization, large organizations, gosh, man, the, the, the dashboard change. And it's funny because Aaron, you know, obviously you're, as I said, at the beginning of the podcast, you're somebody that I've always looked to the, to leadership and to, 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 to to not mimic, but model just the way you lead in your characteristic. And I, I concur with that lady who said, you know, or the person who said, you know, thank you for leading so well. I'd watch and see how you guys had your values that you stuck through, that you said, this is how we're going to be making informed decisions. But the thing I wrote down was no one got to see behind the curtain, right? When you were struggling, <laughs> when you're lamenting, when you're just frustrated with
1: everything that's going on. Oh, man, absolutely. And I think that a lot of pastors can probably resonate this, but like, you know, I mean, I'm I'm okay with digital, but, uh, you know, during the middle of all of this, when I'm just preaching to a camera, there was a lot that, that just felt missed. I mean, I love being in a room with people. And so there were days, weeks where we would come in to pre-record a service and uh, I would get done and just go to my truck and cry. Yeah, I was just like, I just don't like this. Like, I want to be able to have people in front of me. So really challenging times, but I think God's using it to refine us. Yeah.
0: And so through those, you know, the pandemic is, you know, one thing, but it'd be one thing if we just had the pandemic. But as Mm -hmm. you know, we had racial tensions flare up, you know, worse than I've ever experienced in my 35 years of life. Yeah, you know, I talked to my mom and she says, this is nothing compared to the 60s. Wow. Uh, but we I mean, that's what she said. Now, you know, it's my mom. But mm-hmm. uh, our nation, to me, has never felt more divided than ever. We've had murder hornets. We've had sandstorms <laughs> out here in California. We've got we it seems like every day a new fire's coming up. We have church, I'm sure you've seen, we've have churches and their leaders publicly biting back at each other. Um, you name it. And through it all, you know, you're making decisions as best as you can. So if you look back on these last seven, eight months, would you do anything different if you could? Or would you say, no, man, the choices we made were the right ones because they were guided by good principles.
1: You know, I would say that I I feel pretty good about the decisions that we made. You know, we we were talking yesterday as a team um, about the fact that, you know, uh, organizations that thrive into an unknown future um, are uh, adaptable and we make decisions quickly. And it's not even about making the right decision. It's about the willingness to make the tough decisions Mm. quickly when it needs to happen. And so I actually feel pretty good about the decisions that we made. We you know, there was a lot of big decisions that we had to make early on back in April mm-hmm. uh, that were really like, we felt like a gamble. Like it was just like, you know, what if this whole thing just stops May 1st? We just made some big decisions right. that we're going to look sort of foolish if this thing all ends at May 1st. Well, obviously it hasn't, so it's working out. Right. But the fact that we made that early on, and really I would just say that's just the strength of a team. And if it was all up to me, Uh, We wouldn't have made the decisions that we made. We would have, um, I I would have held off on some stuff. I would have, I would have made maybe the wrong decisions, but uh, really leaning into the collective wisdom of the team uh, has just been a blessing through this to say, wow, you know, I can really see the strength of that because everybody had a bit of a different perspective. Everybody was navigating through this uh, a little bit differently. And so um, I'm I'm happy to say that I I feel pretty good about all the decisions that we made. Um, I just think I probably wish that I wouldn't have internally freaked out as much, mm. um, you know, to where I just thought, you know, man, this thing's just going to go off the cliff. I felt that every single week. And even early on in this, I felt like God was kind of putting his arm around me saying, Hey, relax. I, you know, the church can, can weather this. Whereas maybe we couldn't have weathered this digitally five, 10, 15 years ago, Right. Uh, but we can weather it now uh, via digital. Right.
0: And so, and that confidence to say, you know, we made decisions that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with, or we made decisions that wouldn't have been my first choice, but looking back, man, how wise was it that we were willing to make tough decisions quickly, that we were willing to be adaptable, you know, whether, you know, in your organization or even at home as you adapt to ordering food all the time. And, you know, it's funny because I looked at our yeah, I do our budget. I look at our budget and I said, man, I never thought in a million years our, 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 our out of home food purchases would go through the roof, but it, it almost felt like you couldn't even cook at home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so
0: you're just ordering. So, like, just being able to be adaptable in those organizations or in your home and in your organization and having the confidence to say, okay, God, we're going to make this decision. We're going to go this way. We're going to trust. We may not have clarity. Mm-hmm. but we're going to trust. Right. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think about, uh, there's a story that, uh, I think Brett Kavanaugh tells about where he meets mother Teresa. I don't know if you've heard this story before, mm-hmm. but he goes, he goes on this journey and he's, he's like, I just need to, f- I'm, I want to find clarity on what I should do next. So he goes mm-hmm. to meet mother Teresa and he, and she says, you know, how can I pray for you? And he said, can you pray that God would give me clarity And she says to him, clarity is the last thing you need. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, well, can you pray that God would give me the kind of clarity you have? Like, you know what you need to be doing. And she kind of chuckles and she says, I've never really had clarity, but I've had trust. Mm -hmm. And so I've just trusted that if what I was making the decisions for was what God wanted me to do. And Mm -hmm. if he blessed me in it. Or if he didn't bless me in it, I trusted that that was a pathway to go. So I will pray that you will have trust more so than clarity. And I think that has been a guiding principle in my life, especially during this season. I may not know what tomorrow brings. I may not know after this interview what's coming. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to trust that if I make the decisions based on the principles I see in Scripture and I've had for my life, that God's going to be right there along the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's what the pandemic has largely done. It's just pulled back the curtain and showed us that we didn't have as much control as what we thought we had. Mm. And so it's a it's a lesson in, in trust and and realizing that the church has been okay for two thousand years. And when you begin to go back and see what the church has weathered over two thousand years, this is really nothing. No, that's and, uh, so God's on his throne, and and He's going to do what He's going to do. So we just need to be faithful to it.
0: God's on His throne. We need to, he's going to do what he's going to do and we need to be faithful to that. That's good. And so during this season, you've had to, you know, you've had to not only just take care of your organization, not only take care of your family, but take care of yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And And I found that when my spiritual reservoirs are running on empty, my emotional, mental and physical capabilities are severely impacted. Right. So what have you, what have you been doing? This time to stay strong spiritually, as God has been working in you and through you.
1: Yeah, I would say that you know in the during the during the month of April in particular, I don't even remember much of that month because it was just so crazy, and I think I was all over the place. Like I had, I was carrying so much tension in my neck and shoulders. Uh, I was watching way too much news. Uh, I was constantly looking for glimmers of hope through the news and it wasn't happening. Um, and I, all my, all my rhythms were off. So, uh, I like to work, you know, like I like to work out. I was like throwing all that out the window. Uh, I wasn't sleeping very well. And so I realized something's got to shift here. And so I just had to kind of put some disciplines in place, you know, not turning on the news. Um, I'm going to get up and get a workout in. I'm going to make sure that I'm getting a good seven or eight hours of sleep a night. And, um, and then making sure that I'm sitting down and uh, really trying to hear from the Lord. And I started journaling during that time, and just God, you know, what are what are you trying to say to me? And so it was. And then you know, make obviously all the way down to diet. And I mean, you're a whole person, right? It's like your right. spiritual, your emotional, your physical. All those things are tied together. Right. And so just making sure that all the disciplines were in play and uh, and then with everybody being at home, the kids with e-learning and we weren't going into the office and your home turned into the office and everything's crazy, um, you know, really trying to make sure that you, you established a healthy routine uh, yeah. for your day. And uh, and so I'm, I'm grateful for that. It really kind of solidified some routines that um, I pre- maybe previously had been neglecting and for sure had been neglecting when the pandemic first hit. So then trying to get all that back on the rails.
0: Right now, that's good. And it, it's just so unique how, you know, we we've, we've discovered this for a long time now, how where you are spiritually, you can look at that and then you can kind of look through and gauge your, you know, physical, emotional uh, and mental uh, uh, status as well. They're all so interconnected. Right. Yeah. And, uh, usually if one of the, of the actual, you know, physical, emotional, mental, uh, st- uh, is struggling, you can, you can probably trace that back to a spiritual element somewhere. Right.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, Aaron, as we come to a close here, would you give us a couple things that you would continue to encourage believers, um, uh, and leading their living rooms, either their workplaces or their homes in this
1: season, as we, we hopefully will come soon to this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that it's really important to just recognize that you can't give to others what isn't already in you. Mm. And so I think as leaders, you know, we've got to be willing to say, Hey, I actually need some help. Um, you know, whether that's, um, hiring a, uh, leadership coach, therapist, counselor, whatever you want to call them, um, to, I mean, I did, you know, during this pandemic, I've actually got a call with her later today where I'm just unpacking kind of what's in my head and my heart. And then she gives me a little bit of homework, you know, before we talk again. And, and I've actually never met her uh, in person. It's just uh, somebody that I call. She lives in a different city and that's actually been really, really helpful. My elders were actually really wise to say, Hey, get that in place. Like right when the pandemic hit, they were just like, get that in place. Um, I think, um, making sure that you've got maybe two to three peer friendships that you can reach out to, to say, Hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. And I just need a little bit of containment. I need somebody to listen to me and I need somebody to, to, to give me some feedback, speak back into my life. Mm. Um, and, um, to be very vulnerable about what you're struggling with, what your fears are, um, how you're feeling emotionally, uh, to make sure that those tanks stay somewhat full, so that way that you can give the best of your efforts to your family and to your team. Uh, you know, my wife said something to me really convicting a couple of days ago. She just said, hey, how are you feeling? And, you know, when she she knows what she's doing when she asked me that question, yeah. I'm not yeah. the most in tune with my feelings. So she yeah. always really pushes me on that. And I just gave her an honest answer. I just said, I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm just sort of numb. I'm just like trying to like get through the rest of this year. Right. I said, uh, you know, I I can't really control much of anything. So I'm going to go control my workout and I'm going to go control my sermon this week. And she kind of looked at me and sort of disappointed. And she was like well and you can also really work hard at loving us mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah yeah yes i forgot I meant about that just, I meant that was the number one thing on that you know <laughs> and so you know just remembering that it's not all about like your performance it's your job you know it's it's about the people that you're loving and influencing the most at home so uh you can't give to others what you don't what you're not receiving so you know you're not a you're not a uh, you're not a machine. You know you you need some inputs before you can give some outputs. So make sure you're paying attention to those indicators, and uh, and get help where you need it. Man, that's good.
0: That's good. Inputs before outputs. We have to remember that. To remember that. And what we're bringing in is going is what we're what's gonna come out. So if we're bringing in good, good's gonna come out. We're bringing in faith and trust. Faith and trust is gonna come out. But if we're not, and the stuff that's coming out and gonna be good for our homes or our workplaces so for sure for well aaron i super man it was a huge honor i super appreciate you saying yes to coming on the podcast thank you so much for for joining us man
1: oh man it's a it's an honor uh, to be asked and it's a thrill to be on and uh, michael just i love you man and i appreciate your friendship and uh cheering you on as you uh, lead out in california man Appreciate that. Love you too, brother.
0: I want to thank you for listening today. And if this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, big favor, share this with others. I also love it if you'd provide a positive rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, This would be helpful. So the show to reach more people and you guys know that's what I say all the time. This is not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining and we'll
1: see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.